Welcome back to Growing His Word. Man, last week was radical. We, I was off a week, so I wasn't, it wasn't really radical. I was sick. But hey, man, I'm back. Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you, man. The Beatitudes are all about attitude. And Jesus said, bless the poor because blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I think the kingdom of heaven is the key because that's what we all strive for, right? And so, you know, we, 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 we're blessed because this sermon, the Beatitudes are comprised, are, uh, comprised of three elements here. And, and they're, they're the blessing, they're the blessings of a quality of life. And we need to understand the very radical statements here, the awesome, beautiful, radical statements of Jesus Christ because he talked about how he was the salt. Last week, we talked about how he was the salt. He said, you are the salt of the earth, but if, it, if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under feet by men. Jesus is the salt and pure salt maintains its flavor and in Israel some salt was mixed with other ingredients when it was exposed to the elements and so the salt would be leached out such leached out salt was used for coating pathways and so Jesus here is saying look be the light he says, I am the light. But he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. But then here he's saying, don't think that I came to destroy because he didn't. Listen, Father, we come before you. We thank you for being the light. Lord, we thank you for the Beatitudes. Lord, we thank you that you were, uh, you've blessed us, Father. And Greek, it's Makarios, Lord. And we thank you for the Makarios. And we thank you for the large blessings and the and the radical blessings you're going to bestow upon us, Father. So, Lord, as we continue your word today, Lord, bless us with your awesome sermon, Lord. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, last week was radical, man. We talked about the... Uh, the salt man and and how Jesus is the is the light man he 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 is the way he fulfills the law and he completes that that void in in our hearts Jesus Christ is not just something that we need when we go to the store temporarily but he's he's there for us man all the time he's in us and he's around us and so we got to be smart about this you guys listen believers this is a radical sermon and it talks about how blessed we are and how Jesus blessed us and how he doesn't look at humanity as a like he doesn't hate us. He loves us. He doesn't have a bad attitude towards us. You know, one main thrust of the sermon is to point out how difficult that, you know, this new obedience is and, and how Jesus's righteousness is not ours, but that your righteousness should exceed that, that describe, that basically, you know, Jesus is basically saying here, we don't have to get caught up in works. And so in verse 17, where we left off last week, 
We, we talked about verse 14 where it said, you are the light of the, of the world, a city that is set on a hill. And so he wants us to be set on a hill so people can see the light and, and, and show God's love. I mean, it's not about getting out there and becoming, you know, and working our way. It's about being a, a, about Jesus's business. And so he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do, they, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. A lot of us don't do that. We only do it when we're doing good, like when we, when we win the lottery or something. Or I've never won the lottery, but when, when things are going good, we, 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 we basically are like, yeah, oh, right on, praise the Lord, but... When a trial hits us, we automatically back away and we we forget about the radical things that Jesus Christ has done for us. And you know, listeners, I, I want you to do me a favor. When you're when you're alone, I want you to write down on a piece of paper all the good things that Christ did for you, and write them down because when you go through the trials that it talks about in James chapter one. I want you to look back at what you wrote and, and, and look at the good things that Jesus did for you so that you can reflect when you're going through the bad times. This is what it's about, man. It's about Christ. You know, he is the light. He is the salt, man. We're just the, we're just the ones who are to be, you know, the salt of the earth. You know, we don't we can't lose uh, flavor. And Jesus actually will season us when, when we get out of line. Listen. I'm a cook, man, and I'll tell you right now, every time I cook, I got to be careful how I cook because too much salt will destroy your taste buds, okay? Jesus gives us that perfect salt for that perfect time, for that perfect season. And so verse 17 says, do you not, listen to this, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So what is he saying here? He's saying that, the in the Hebrew context, the halacha, the law, the halacha is in Hebrew the law, the, the, the righteousness requirement. So of the scribes and Pharisees, it was the essentially external adherence to rules. Right? These were the these were the mitzvahs. And God, Baruch Hashem, God demanded more than this because Jesus' words basically shook his disciples and they basically were like, wow, man, this is crazy. We don't have to actually keep the law. And Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill the law. And he did it with his love. And so love covers a multitude of sins, believers. And this is the whole key to this actual verse 17. Law doesn't save us. It's what Christ did on the cross for our sins, man. And so... We got to be careful of how we work. We can't work our way. We, we know that Jesus fulfilled the law. And Jesus here is not saying that he wants to get rid of Judaism. He's saying that he wants to, he's, he's taken this law, okay? And he's fulfilled it with his love. He's saying, look, 
You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to work your way anymore. You don't have to buy your way anymore. You don't have to sell all your stuff and give it to the church. I mean, it would be nice to give it to a church that really preaches God's word. And they are out there. You just got to be careful who you give it to. But he's saying that his love fulfills the law and that you don't have to work your way or buy your way. He's saying, look, I don't know anyone that can keep the law. I, I mean, I, I've tried it. You can't do it. I mean, listen, I mean, look at people who knock on doors and ride bikes. I mean, come on. I, you know, it, it's just not going to work, man. You can't do it. In fact, I was in the grocery store the other day and I seen uh, some uh, bicycle people working their way, knocking on doors. Knock, knock, knock. Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, then afterwards I seen them getting, you know, some Coca-Cola, some chips, you know, things that they don't approve of. And uh, I love Coca-Cola and I love chips and I love Doritos. I love all that goodie. There's goodies to me, man. <laughs> But, you know, you see them violating their own laws, saying that they can't, you know, do this, but they're doing that. I mean, so I mean, what's really going on? You can't work your way. The halakha, you can't work your way. How many mitzvahs are you going to try to keep? You can't take, you can't meet them all. There's no way. Because whoever therefore, it says in verse 19, listen to this, actually 18, it says, For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle, will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of these, breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so, shall be called least in the kingdom. Man, I'm not going to be called least in the kingdom. I'm telling you straight out right now, man. You can't keep the law. It says here, but whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen, the, this, you have to understand that, you know, the, his disciples, basically, they, they were, he was teaching them, and basically, it's, 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 it's like this, okay? The Pharisees, had an influence in the, in the population at that time, okay? And they shared many basic beliefs with Jesus. But both believed that the law should be applied to all areas of life. And one distinction, listen, was that the Pharisees believed in a twofold law, okay? Written and oral law. Jesus apparently, he did not value the oral law. Matthew 15, verse 1 through 20. Both believed in negotiating the theological tension of the divine providence and human free will. But both believed that the, in, in the general resurrection, future rewards, and the punishment and activity of angels and demons in the world. But according to the, the book of Josephus, the first century historian, okay, and Pharisee himself, the Pharisee cultivate a harmonious relation with the community. And so... They basically received respect from the community, and that's why Jesus' followers, you know, we got to be more committed to God's justice in this world and than, than the leaders and everyone else around us. And so, you know, Jesus was giving them props, but at, this, at the time, Jesus was, was basically telling them, you can't work your way. I fulfilled it with my love. Your law, 
Your law is good to a certain point. It's a, it's, I'm not trying to get rid of the law, but I'm, what he's saying is it's a guide stick. It's a pointing stick to his grace. And so Jesus points his, uh, the law to this, the, the law to the actual mercy and grace. And what does that mean? It means that we don't have to worry when we, uh, you know, mess up. We don't have to go out there and, you know, go out and say 25,000 Hail Marys or, you know, we don't got to go, uh, you know, knock on doors to feel better because of the sins that we committed. All we got to do is take it up with Christ right here and right now. And so we see here in this chapter, the, the, the radical, uh, mercy and grace that Jesus Christ offers us. And so we see how the, you know, in verse, uh, you know, it says here, therefore, when you do, actually, it talks about the fulfillment of the law of God's love. And that's amazing because Christ loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son, man. And that's what it's really about. And so we don't got to work our way. Listen, believers, whoever therefore breaks one least of these commandments and teaches men shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 20 says, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen, verse 21 says, You have heard that it was said that of old, that the, to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say that you, whoever, and listen to this, it's important, Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and, and, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Listen. Agree with him, agree with your adversary quickly while you while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge, to the judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. As surely I say to you, you will by no means get out and, uh, out of there until you have paid your last penny. Listen, God doesn't want us to be bitter. He's saying, look, you don't. If your brother sins against you, you have problems. You're angry. You're mad. Get it over with. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for the mercy, the love. God will forgive you, but don't live a life that's that's like this. Because if you if you don't, it'll get to you. Listen, I I I have been there years ago. There are so many people that were that were that were saying things about me. They were upset about things that I've done. And you know what? Listen, it doesn't matter. What matters is I'm right with Christ, and what matters is that you guys are right with Christ. And Jesus here is saying that you don't need to live a life that's 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 full of this. You, we, we have to let the Holy Spirit in us work. This is the Sermon on the Mount, basically, that Jesus is saying. This is the last long message on the Mount that he left us. He wants us to live. These are his, his guideline rules of life. And if we live that way, we can enjoy a peaceable life. And I'll tell you this. You know, Christ wants us to disciple people. He wants us to get out there and spend the time with others and 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 uh, and learn 
the, the model, which is the disciple. The person that's discipling you, you, you know, you should be out there discipling others. And, 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 and what is a disciple? Well, it's, it's, you know, Paul said that in Timothy, we have to be faithful to others, faithful people, faithful and, and basically go out and, and repeat what, what, what others have done for us. And that means to get out there and, and, and love your brothers and sisters and not, not fight with them and argue. It just causes pain, misery, and suffering. And so Jesus has left this model on the mount, man. This is radical mountain model. I, I love it, man. I mean, it's, it's a sermon on the mount. So it's, it's really, it's really a, a, a model of, of what Christ wants us to be like. And, but we see the model of Jesus. And forgive me, I'm sick right now. I just got over the flu. We see the model of Jesus and how he is our gift, man. He's our blessing. I mean, I, he's the one that we need. You know, we don't need anything else. Jesus will forgive us, but we got to stop. We got to, we, we, we got to, we got to keep going forward. We, we got to agree with our brother and move on quickly and don't, and don't get into the actual raka. Don't, don't get mad. Don't be upset. Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to get you upset. He wants to make you bitter. If he can make you bitter, he can isolate you. If he can isolate you, he can take away your gifts. If he could take your gift, then boom, you're done. And this says, bring your gift to the altar. And there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar. Leave it. I don't care if you got a big church. I don't care if you have, you know, you, you sit all day in your office and you read the Bible all day and you read your commentaries. And you got, you got a big fat head in the Bible. Woo, yeah, you know everything. But Jesus says it doesn't matter. You can know so much about the Bible, but you're not effective for Jesus. You're not effective. You'll never be effective unless you receive the Holy Spirit and you live with the Holy Spirit guiding you. Whoever your name is, put it there. Whatever your name is, you know who you are. And so... You can't just push people around and, and this is what it's saying. You got you to gotta, you gotta stop it. Leave your gift. Don't be bitter. Be reconciled. And that's it. And so, it, you know, we don't need the enemy to condemn us. Verse 27 says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Listen, men out there, it's the second look to get you. You know, I, 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 listen, men, it's the second look. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it out from you. For if it's, for it is more profitable for that you, listen, that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast out in hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you, listen, that one of your members perish, that your whole body be cast into hell. Listen, don't pluck your eye out. Don't pluck it out and don't cut your arm off physically. This is spiritually it's talking about. It means cut off 
you're, 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 get more obedient to God and read the Bible. Start reading more and start, start, start looking more at the Word of God and start, you know, with worship. Start there. Start listening to more worship music. Start getting, meditating on the Lord. Just cut it off completely. This is what he's saying. Because if you don't do that, it's going to grow into a raving, raging, raging fire. And pretty soon you're going to be addicted to things that you never thought. You're going to be cheating on your wife. You're going to be, oh, especially in the job field. Oh, you know, you go to work and you see a woman standing there and, you know, you, oh, and she looks at you with that pretty little eyes. Oh, hi. And, you know, and he's looking at you and, you know, I know how you do it, you guys. I've seen it. And, you know, I've had you guys in my office. I'm not going to say any names. It's against the law. But, you know, we know what's going on in the workforce. We've seen it. We, 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 you know. Stop it, men. Stop it. Just because a woman is smiling at you doesn't mean she's interested. <laughs> you know, and the same thing with women. You know, pretty soon you go to work every morning and, and, and it starts out as, hi, good morning. And you smile. Oh, yeah, hi, good morning. Next thing you know it, he's bringing you coffee or she's bringing you coffee and now you're both married, remember that, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's, you know, hey, you know, oh yeah, telling a little here jokes here and there and coarse joking and, you know, pretty soon it just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up and you're in divorce court and your wife's going, hey, what happened, man? I thought you loved me. I don't know how it happened. I just, every morning I just, you know, she looked at me and I looked at her and she looked at me and I looked at her and she looked at me and I looked at her and, looked at her and, looked at her and boom. There came the Jezebel spirit. And so adultery starts in your heart, dude. You heard it that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery. And they're in her, it's in her heart. Listen, with her in his heart. So listen, man, it's the first look. That, it's the second look that gets you. Be more obedient. Read the word. Get into the Bible. Listen to sermons. And you won't have that problem. And if you've done it already, Repent. And get counseling at the church with a pastor. Not with some voodoo, sit-down, magic ball lady who's going to tell you non-verse stuff and then you're really messed up. You need the Word of God with verses, man. <laughs> I remember years ago, I had someone in my office. A guy was telling me, well, you're not going to do nothing for me, man. I've been married for 40 years. I said, yeah, well, you're. <laughs> I don't care. Man, one wife, one life. Listen, believers. We can't obey the law. It's a it's a it's a, it's it's not gonna work. Mercy, Jesus desires. Pluck out that. Pluck it out, he's saying. Pluck out those smiles. Oh, good morning. Pluck it out. When she brings you coffee, oh no, thanks. I got my own. But thank you very much. Keep it very cordial. You don't need to look at another woman like that. Men, you don't need to look at a woman like that. Women, you don't need to look at men. So love your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Listen, one life, one wife, one wife, one, one wife, one life, one husband, one life. Same thing, man. Listen, cut it off. It's sin. If your right hand, verse 30, causes you to sin, cut it off. Cast it from you. For it's more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. God doesn't want us to die and burn in hell. He doesn't. He really doesn't. He doesn't want anyone in hell. Just the devil and his demons. He hates divorce. Listen, and if you've been already, if you're already divorced, then just get over it. Uh, I don't want 
no more emails. It's, it's done. It's over. That's it. Yo, move on. It's, it's done. It's done. We have grace. So move on. But if you're married right now, don't, don't, don't stop. Don't stop and get divorced. Well, I don't love him anymore. He don't love me. Well, learn to love. You know, I see it's so funny. People tell me, oh, pastor, will you marry me? 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 No, I won't marry you unless we do some classes. And I've had a couple people come in, into my life and say, marry me, marry me, marry me. Well, for what? So you can get in the riffraff later on because you want to hurry up and hurry up and you want to get married? For what? For something else? Because to satisfy your needs? Huh, no, I ain't going to do it. Because you, you're burning in lust? Well, the Bible says that I got to marry to burn up. No, you got to marry because you love her. You're going to stand here. You're going to love her. First Corinthians, cha- Corinthians chapter 7, the principles of marriage. We need to go through the whole Bible of, on this, man. Listen, God hates divorce. Verse 31 says, furthermore, it's been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. So that's it. There's no way out. I get it all the time. Pastor, I I had a guy come to me one time and I'm sitting there counseling him. Okay. And he wanted me to marry him. And she wanted me to marry him. Oh, I love this man of mine. It was like, it was like, you know crazy we love each other okay let's go through some classes turn out and find out later man that this guy is full-on married to another woman and i i found out the lord exposed it and that's why we don't marry real fast we 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 take our time god says go through the word of god with a pastor or a church that's very very well known um and and a good church a bible teaching church and go there, whether it's Baptist, non-denomination, go there and say, look, I want to get married. And they'll give you classes and you go through it. Here we are in adultery. And we, we go back to adultery in verse 27. Like I said, cut it out. Cut it out and you won't get to that. Married couples, listen. Cut it out now. Right now, cut it out. You know who you are. Cut it out. God sees everything and everything will come out in the, past, in the in the future. The Bible says that everything will come out to pass. Everything, all the truth comes out out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. Trust me. You need to listen. Divorce is not what God wants. He wants us to love each other. When we marry, we marry Christ. And sexual immorality is the extramarital infidelity is what God is saying we is the only reason why. It, cheat on your loved one and that's it. She's got a right to divorce you. And God says she can go right ahead and do it. If you try to marry someone else, it's not so good. It's just a long, long, long thought out. It's, it's not good. Believers, listen, new believers... Think about what you're doing before you marry. Pray about it. Verse 33 says, Again, if you heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform your your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear to all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, 
nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Woo! That's a bad one for me, man. I'm in the car and I'm screaming, get out of my way! (laughs) Oh, pray for me. Listen, believers, the Bible says that man can't tame his tongue, it's a member of hell set on fire. Uh, And James, in the book of James, says that, you know, Man can't tame his tongue. You, uh, it's through obedience that that we, you know, and I myself, we all have, we struggle with obedience. But it's it's when we're obedient to Christ is when He removes that tongue. And so, man cannot tame his tongue, but the Bible says that through obedience it comes with it. And so, let's live like. Christ is what he's saying, man. Verse 37 says, but, and you know, one hair, white or black, man, I've already got gray hair. So verse 37, I'm I'm out of that one, man. You know, my daughters gave me gray hair. (laughs) Anybody have daughters? (laughs) Oh, but let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Don't, don't put on people. Just be, be yourself and, and let the love of Christ live in you. Father, we come before you. We, we thank you for these, uh, 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 the last verse. Lord, we, we thank you for growing in his word. Lord, and, and you said that all we got to do is rest in you, Father, and that's what we're going to do today. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, believers, I'm going to read these last verses and we'll be done with it. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. He says, I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slap, slaps you on your right cheek, turn to the other to him also. Uh, it's hard to do, man, when you're getting slapped. And if anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. And so this is what God calls us to, to do, believers, is to love one another. Luke chapter 6, verse 27, and, you know, pray for one another. And so I'm going to read this last to you, and uh, you guys can meditate on this while you're driving your cars or whatever you're doing. I'm going to read this to you. Hopefully you don't slap someone back when they slap you. It's hard. I get it, man. But it's, it's you know, God wants us to love our enemies. And so, listen, next time, actually, actually I'm going to stop here. And we'll continue on to this, the love of next week, verse 43, and we'll end with it. And we'll jump into chapter 6 of Matthew next week. And uh, you know what, man? We'll, we'll talk about the rest of this verse next week. God bless your week, you guys. Listen, man, uh, we're, we're on iHeartRadio. We're, we're, we're everywhere, man. And this is a free broadcast. This is a free free channel. Donations, we'd like you to give them to the homeless. Uh, you know, give them to uh, you know whoever God puts on your heart. Just don't give them to uh, a cult. <laughs> give it, to, you know, give it to uh, wherever the Lord wants to give it to you, man. God loves you, man, and so do we. May the Lord bless your week, and remember, uh, keep praying for this country and keep praying for uh, our leaders and uh, pray for uh, all the people who are. Uh, running the country, whether they're, uh, you know, whatever senators they are, pray for them all. And we pray for their, you know, we pray for our president. We pray for everyone. Uh, God bless you guys and may the Lord bless you.